0: Welcome to the New Net Northside podcast with your host, Pastor Stephanie. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back. So, we are into our last podcast of the year 2022, and I'm super excited. So, we are continuing today with the conversation of effective teaching. Now, one of the things, you know, we talked about two weeks ago in effective teaching is that to be an effective teacher doesn't necessarily mean that you are a an expert, that you are teaching like you would in school or in a college classroom or something like that. Because here in the church, you know, teaching is something so different. And today our our guest speaker is someone who um, comes to Northside is a member here. He is also um, uh, on our leadership team um, here at Northside. So he is a leader here at Northside and he is a fantastic teacher. And he's going to be talking to us about not only some of the tools that he uses to be an effective teacher, but just what it means to be an effective teacher. Because sometimes we get hung up on that word teacher and we get scared. That we're not smart enough to be a teacher, that we're not good enough to inform other people. And I'm just really excited for you guys to take a listen to what he has to say today um, to really get us in the mindset of, you know, as disciples, we are teachers. And it's going to be incredible. So uh, today, our guest speaker is Matt Fleetwood. And like I said, he is a member here at Northside. He's been a member for a while, and he is one of our leaders here at Northside. He's on our leadership team. And he frequently has taught um, in the our youth ministry. He's taught in our discipleship ministries, Um that we do like on Sunday mornings and on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. And he has just been a teacher for a very long time in the church. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear what he has to say about being an effective teacher. So without further ado, here is Matt and I will turn it over to him.
1: Well, good morning. Uh, This lesson or this uh, blog is going to be regarding effective teaching. Um, So I'll first start with some different ways or tools that I use to teach. Um, Maybe along the way I'll ask some rhetorical questions, which, by the way, rhetorical questions is a good tool for teaching. Um, But I found different subjects and different audiences can dictate the kind of presentation that I make. Uh, For instance, if I'm in a large audience, I probably... Uh, would not be teaching with uh, like a answer, you know, question-answer session because it could take a long time, or we could definitely get off subject and go down rabbit holes. So we don't want to do that. So um, want to stay on topic. All right. So a small group, I would probably definitely answer, use a question-answer session, so I can lead through the subject. Um, hopefully. Um, identifying the goal of the class, and at the end, summarizing everything that's been said or spoken, trying to bring it all together. Um, Sometimes a topic, uh, if teaching something that I'm an expert in, um, I would probably be doing most of the talking. Um, And asking few questions to feel out where the, but still asking questions to, to feel out where the student levels of the knowledge of the subject is, so you know where to start, you don't wanna uh, depending on the knowledge of the student, will determine where you start and how deep you go into the subject. Example of teaching the same subject to a uh, class of fifth and sixth graders or to a room full of adults, I would probably de- teach at a different level. Um, many times in teaching adults, I don't s- see myself as a teacher though. Um, I see myself more of a facilitator of a small group discussion. I'm not the expert, I am just a person leading the class through a predetermined lesson, and hopefully everyone in the room has spent some time studying, making it a little more comfortable for the teacher. Um, but there's also, you know, a lot there are different kinds of um, tools that we can use for teaching. If I only taught one way, I might lose the attention of students. They might quit coming, because if it was always the same, uh, they might just have a problem. They get bored with the same pattern of learning. I assume that in that is why schools have different uh, teachers for different subjects. It gets the students a wide variety of ways of information that they're being taught and how those are getting taught to them. So some sometimes um, that helps the student to learn. Uh, some tools that I've used, um, like in the Church of Nazarene, we use... A lesson plan. Uh, the church provides a great quarterly um, that they can use. It's uh, for what 13 weeks, and uh, it's it provides plenty of information in there for somebody to read through and and get familiar with the subject. And there's plenty of material to be able to finish an hour long class. Uh, and it gives different ways that you can teach it too. So because each person is a little bit different, um, the one I. Um, i've had been a part over the past couple of years is called shaped by scripture um, i love the format of the books um, each book covers a section of scripture and lasts seven weeks it is set up so that students can actually go through uh, a weekly reading where they have the uh, time to write down their own thoughts to questions that are presented in the book uh, that way uh, instead of a class where I'm in there just bringing up a subject and teaching it and everybody's cold turkey, they've had time to l- look at it, uh, digest it some, and put their thoughts in it, and then pretty much I'm just leading a discussion rather than teaching a subject. Um, so another way of uh, maybe using an expert in a class might be through a, like a video series. Um, I've used that. Uh, format. I had a 12-week series once on uh, um, Agents of the Apocalypse. Uh, It was a great video series. Sometimes those things come with good teaching guides and sometimes even student workbooks for students to help. But it's a a nice way of uh, facilitating a class. Uh, It provides something new. They don't want to see the same teacher up all front all the time. So, Sometimes it's good to use visuals to teach, uh, like an lo- object lesson. It uh, keeps people's minds focused on a lesson. And object lessons seem to be the ones people remember the most. Um, they stand out in their mind. Um, for instance, I, I do clown ministry. I used to do skits to music a lot. And I know a lot of people come up to me, you know, every time I see hear this song on the radio, I see the skit. So the visual definitely reminds them of uh, the lesson. So it's a uh, a good thing. Um, uh, One of the tools I use is using commentaries. Uh, Often to get a little more insightful to a subject, I will review some different commentaries available on the internet. Sometimes I can find something that strikes me as very good and that just gives me something to add or to share with the class. Um, Always looking for uh, different viewpoints and different things that I can learn from. So um, yeah, tools and audience levels, each one is a, um, a, are different ways that I might approach the class. So however, the subject is being an effective teacher. So those are the tools and kind of what the audience might look like and maybe what I might do for the um, different class. But before one really becomes a teacher, one must become a student of the subject they're going to teach. Uh, To be an effective teacher, one would want to be affluent or at least knowledgeable of the subject. And when it comes to teaching from the Bible, there's a lot to take in as a student before one can become a teacher. Um, Jesus himself was often called teacher by the people. He took on the position of teacher when he called people to follow him. They were called disciples. One of the definitions of the word uh, disciple is to uh, a follower or student of a teacher, leader, or a philosopher. He spent three years teaching his disciples what God's word means, lived out. During those three years, Jesus had to correct the disciples quite often. They never seemed to understand what Jesus was saying. They could not apply everything because at that point, not everything had been fulfilled. It wasn't until Jesus was crucified and rose again that some things began to be understood. But the most important part is when they received the promise of the Holy Spirit, that they become emboldened to share the good news of Jesus. Without the Holy Spirit working alongside of them, or within the message of the disciples, the effectiveness would not have been what it was. It's just like in our regular, in our world, we have a tendency to be a, have a teachers and the best students wind up with the teachers going alongside the parents, because the parents have a desire for their students to learn. So there's a, 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 a partnership in making sure that the student is gaining what he wants. Well, our partner is the Holy Spirit. Um, even today, when we teach, teach the Word of God, we must rely on the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. Only He can change the heart of the individual. I can't even begin to measure whether I am being effective or not. How to, to, uh, how do you measure effective teaching when it comes to the Bible? Whew. We do not give tests out to measure one's understanding of the lessons we teach. In school, a teacher measures the understanding of the subject by giving tests periodically and grades the student um, and their understanding of the subject. I believe a teacher is effective if they can get the student to want to learn more, but looks different for every student. <clears throat> every student is it has a desire to learn, but not uh, specific subjects, maybe. But in the Bible, we're trying to teach in a way that will draw that student to want to learn more and that's only going to come with that partnership with the Holy Spirit helping us to share with them and the Spirit working in their hearts. Um, As a teacher, I cannot and probably should not try to measure my effectiveness. I'm not sure if that is even possible. That is why I rely on the Holy Spirit. He is always present and always in a position to elevate the experience that the student has regarding to their relationship with God. When I am troubled, He brings clarity. When I am sad, He comforts me. When I am unsure, He can provide tenacity to complete the task. When I just don't know the answer, and there's quite a few times I feel like I don't have the answer, He can provide the wisdom to understand. As a teacher, I want to be able to understand where the student is, how I can help them to have a better relationship with God. But my effectiveness can't be measured. I guess the word shouldn't be effective. The word should be, is my obedience there? Because I'm partnering with the Holy Spirit. So, if, you know, God's going God's to be effective, so pretty much I'm joining him where he's at, working in with the person. Like I said, one of the most uh, one must be a student first and foremost. Even as a teacher, I remain the student. Paul said it best in First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse one, which he wrote, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. I cannot measure my effectiveness as a teacher. However, I can evaluate my standing with Christ as a student, and probably should do that more often. I should evaluate myself on a, on a periodic basis to say, hey, am I where I'm supposed to be? Where should I be working on? God's constantly working on me. The question is, am I listening to, <laughs> and, and am I feeling that tug once in a while that says, hey, Matt, you need to work on this, or you need to work on that. So as a teacher, it becomes difficult to measure whether I'm being effective with a student. In fact, when I was younger, uh, I was uh, teaching young people on a Wednesday night, and there was a time frame there that I struggled with, Is it was what I'm saying being effective. It, what I'm saying being, is it any good even? And God spoke to my heart. He spoke very clearly to me. He said, Matt, if I give it to you, it's good. At that point, I became much more emboldened and very confident because I knew when I was studying and when I was preparing for a lesson, if I really felt that's the direction God was giving me, and that was what's on my heart and mind, then it was good. As long as it lines up with what the Bible says, it has to line up. So I remember saying, I remember a saying, a teacher's influence affects eternity. What is taught is passed down from one generation to Another and then to another, and so on. As a student of Jesus, we must be aware of the effect we have on eternity. I know many students that never become the teacher. However, the way they live, the way they speak, the way we love one another, in effect, is teaching what we have been taught. A person can tell who your teacher is by your life lived out. We must remember that our influence also affects eternity. We may not be known as a teacher, but how we live does speak, if not teaches how others should live their life. If your lives are filled with God's love, then we can trust that God will work through us to disciple and teach others to follow his son's examples not always mine, if you see something good or something that you, it would be good to repeat that's in my life, then that's probably something God's worked in me, worked out in me. If you see something that probably doesn't line up correctly, that's probably Matt Fleetwood, and that's the part God's still having to wipe out on me. So <laughs> so, I know that the Holy Spirit works with me as a teacher, works on me as a student, but also when I am sharing I'm also sharing my experiences and the things that I've learned with the expectation that uh, there is a hope that they have the desire to join me in that walk. So all of this is with the Holy Spirit working in us, and he is always working in us and on us. So uh, that's pretty much what I have for today. Thank you.
0: Oh thank you so much Matt for that. That that was just so amazing and inspirational to to hear. You know, even for myself, you know, I'm one of the pastors here at Northside, but that doesn't mean I'm not a student too. You know, I frequently teach classes. I frequently preach, which is teaching. But I'm I'm a student too. Um I'm a student of the Holy Spirit and It's so important when we're talking about effective teaching that we understand exactly what Matt said, that effectiveness is equivalent to obedience. It's not so much that you're the greatest teacher because, you know what, this is not something that we can all be the greatest teacher about. Jesus was the greatest teacher, and he was also a student of the Father, and as Christians, as disciples, we're not perfect. None of us are, especially when we're teaching, <laughs> because we, we stumble, we get confused, we mess up, we don't say the right things all of the time, and we <laughs> we mess up. But the point isn't that we're perfect. The point is that we're doing what we're called to do, and that is to share what God has laid on our hearts to facilitate a conversation guided by the Holy Spirit, to be there as someone who's willing to learn and understand and continue to study so that we can help other people. Because as disciples, like Matt said, the way we live, the way we interact with other people, that is our teaching and if we are going to effectively teach other people by the way we live, we have to constantly be discipled ourselves. We have to continue to dive deep into God's word, to study it, to learn from it, to experience it so that our life reflects Jesus and our life teaches other people. You know, One of the things I I enjoyed what Matt had to say was that there are so many different ways to be an effective teacher because every student is different. Every person learns differently. And to effectively teach somebody is to effectively impact them in some way, impact their life, impact their understanding, impact them. You know, I'm fortunate to have the spiritual gift of creative communication Because it's important for for me to show other people that communication can happen in so many different ways. That you can be an effective teacher exactly how you are because you have a creative and unique way of communicating with other people. That's different than how I do it. That's different than how Pastor Tim does it. That's different than anybody else in the world. You might not think of yourself as a teacher, but let me tell you this. You are because you are a uniquely called disciple of God who is created in a way unlike anybody else. And your life can effectively teach other people about Jesus. And that is all we are meant to be, all we're meant to do. It doesn't matter if you say the right words all of the time. It doesn't matter if you can use a PowerPoint or write things really nice on a whiteboard. It doesn't matter if you come with worksheets and workbooks or whatever. None of that is important in being an effective teacher. But like what Matt said, it is about being obedient and being an obedient student to the Holy Spirit. If you do that, then you will be an effective teacher. I want to thank Matt one more time for coming and being with us today. It was so incredible to hear you talk and to hear your perspective on effective teaching. And I really, really loved it. That is a wrap on the year 2022. And I'm so, so thankful to all of you who have listened and participated in the New North Northside podcast. And I'm so excited to announce that next year we will be back with a whole new season and a whole new view of topics. And we'll be posting uh, here soon what the 2023 topics will be. And I'm so excited to get to start a new year with you. I hope you guys enjoyed this year and I hope you come back and join us again next year. But until then, I hope that you guys have an amazing, holidays, that you get a great rest the month of December and continue to be an obedient disciple. Thank you guys. Have a great rest of 2022 and we'll see you in 2023. Goodbye.